0: Hello and welcome to Talking Talkies. We are your hosts, Meenal and Benny, and thank you for joining us. Before we get into the episode, a bit of housekeeping. Please be sure to click the follow button so that you can get an update when a new episode drops. And do give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that our podcast can get some visibility. If you're not familiar, the premise of our show is we revisit classic movies from around the globe that at least one of the hosts has enjoyed and try to answer the following questions. What works? What doesn't? And how does it hold up today? A word of caution. There will be spoilers ahead. So we highly recommend you first watch the movie that we are going to discuss and then listen to this episode. Okay, Benny, so we are into our fifth episode. We've covered South Indian film, we've covered two Hollywood films, and we've covered Bollywood. What are we doing today for the listeners?
1: So today we're going to go expand our horizon. We're going to go to the country of South Korea, and we are going to talk about... Train to Busan.
0: for the listeners released in 2016 it was the first live-action film of director Yong Sang-ho. He'd only done animated films before that. Now it stars above the big names in Korea in Korean industry which is Gong Yoo, Ma Dong Seok, Jung Yoo Mi all very well-known stars commercially successful and critically acclaimed Trained to Busan, it hailed to be one of the best zombie apocalypse movies of all time. While the main theme is survival, it manages to weave in political and social commentary, which is a rarity for horror genre. Benny, uh, this is the introduction for the movie. Before I go into the synopsis for the listeners, do you want to give the listeners why we decided to choose this movie as our first Korean?
1: Well, for me, it was all about you know i mean the whole idea of this podcast is to talk about not only like some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially well received films from all over the world, but really to discuss the movies that we love, right like you and me, like what are our favorites uh in each genre and from you know different countries. And so, you know, when we came up with the idea to do this podcast, uh, one of the things I really wanted to do was talk about movies that I don't really get an opportunity to like discuss with, so, you know, people around me, because not a lot of people that I know, um, you know, watch movies outside of Hollywood and Bollywood and all those things. And it is just criminally uh, underrepresented, you know, the conversation on Korean films. Now, K K pop and K dramas have been around for a while, and Correct. it's got a, it's gained a lot of visibility in the recent years. But when it comes to movies, it still is lagging behind. And for me, Train to Busan is my favorite Korean film of all time. Wow! And so, if we were doing a movie podcast, uh, especially including international movies, there's no way uh, I cannot talk about Train to Busan.
0: Yeah. And from my my perspective, uh, I don't watch zombie movies. I don't watch any <laughs> horror films because I'm a scaredy cat and I cannot sleep at night. But uh, for the listeners, I host a K-drama podcast and Benny had come as a guest on one of the early episodes. And he raved yeah. about Kingdom, which is also a zombie drama, but a super political thriller. We had been contemplating whether to watch it or not. Uh, I was really scared. And uh, then I told my husband, look, Penny's raved about it so much. We have to watch it. Uh, Kingdom was a great experience. We loved it. It's my all-time favorite K-drama. And then he had talked about Train to Busan. So I said, okay, now I'm familiarized with the zombie. I'm not getting that shocked. So let me go check out. I think Koreans do these dramas a bit well. It's not just gore and murder, fights. There is a lot more commentary and character arcs um, happening in the movie that get you invested. And needless to say, I love Train to Busan. And for this podcast, I watched it a second time. I didn't get scared and I enjoyed it a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) So this is for for the listeners why we went with Train to Busan as a first Korean movie on this podcast. So uh, before we start and deep dive uh, into uh, the episode, I would like to give the synopsis, which I have taken from... The website Asian Wiki, which is kind of my go-to website for all things Korean. Uh, so, Xiao Kwu, played by Gong is a fund manager in Seoul. Uh, he's currently separated from his wife, and he lives with his little daughter Suan. He is a workaholic, doesn't spend time with his daughter, or show any affection uh, to her as she wants him to. On the night before her birthday, she insists that she wants to go see her mother, who lives in Busan. She's really upset, so Siokou decides uh, that he's going to fulfill her birthday wish and gets her on a train early next morning. And they board the train, KTX train, to Busan from Seoul station. Before it leaves the Seoul station, uh, a zombie-like girl jumps onto the train. Now, the girl is infected with the horrific virus that starts spreading like wildfire. Siokou, Suan, and other passengers now have to fight to survive till they get to Busan while on the train. That is the crux of the show, and that's where the whole movie revolves around. So, Benny, what is it that worked for you in this film?
1: I mean, everything, honestly. <laughs> um, in fact, literally... <laughs> it's easier. it's easier to tell you that There's literally nothing that did not work for me. So you're going to be the one who's going to contribute to that part of it. Um, Can I be
0: honest? I really had to nitpick to find out what didn't work. Because I'm thinking, surely we cannot be so biased where we cannot tell the listeners what didn't work. So literally for the listeners, nitpicking. I mean, I could just ignore those elements totally yeah I was yeah
1: I would definitely <laughs> if you stretch certain things and if you focus uh ultra focus on certain aspects and yes you can find some things but for me I look at it as a viewer what I what I got out of the movie and for me there was like nothing that was like it didn't take me out of the film it didn't make me feel like okay this could have been cut out or done a different way nothing it was perfect as it was uh and we'll talk about you know, some more details later on. Um, but you know, just starting off with what 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 worked for me, I mean we, we can talk about the theme. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh and a lot of it is I will echo what I said on your podcast, the K Drama podcast, in relation to Kingdom. Yes. Um Korean filmmakers and television runners, they seem to have grasped something that Western filmmakers and television runners struggle to, uh, not all of them, but most. That, yes, zombie films, uh, zombie features, let's say, you can present it in different ways. You could make it a comedy, right? Like yeah. Shaun of the Dead, which they did it really well. Um, or you could present it in this blockbustery way that World War Z uh, tr- tried to do. But the most common one or the best example uh, is probably The Walking Dead, which they seem to get it right for the first few seasons. And then Mm -hmm. it just became a mess in the the latter half. It was just hard. It was like a slog getting through each episode at the end. But the Korean filmmakers seem to understand or how they seem to understand how to present it. So similar to Kingdom, um, Train to Busan focuses on the people, right? The zombies are not the central. Uh, the zombies are not the central characters. Yes, because at the end of the day, this is a fictional thing, right? Uh, unless yes. there are really going to be zombies one day in the future. <laughs> zombies don't exist. Okay.
0: Agreed. Spoiler alert
1: for people not- <laughs> who may not know.
0: But Benny, we we went through almost two and a half years or three years of pandemic, right? We didn't know yeah. where this virus would erupt from. Who knows? I'm sorry, but <laughs>
1: we who knows. We still didn't turn. We still didn't Been turn into zombies. you know flesh eating <laughs> carnivorous people. Um, so you know, so just that foundational aspect: zombies are a fiction, uh, a fictional creation. They're just an imagination of the mind, and so to make it truly interesting or to sustain it you have to focus on the human element of of it. How will humans react in such a situation? Do they turn on each other? Do they help each other? And Train to Busan was the first time that I realized zombie films can be so good. Because when I first watched this film, I didn't have any high expectations. I watched it thinking, hey, it'll be nice to watch a zombie film that's made in Korea and I want to see how they did it. And I was blown away. I was like, I didn't even know you could make films like this. I didn't even know you mm-hmm. could make zombie films like this that makes you so emotional at the end, yes. Yes. right? You watch zombie films for a good time. I mean, most people, I, I I would think they would do that for that reason, where you go watch all these crazy monster slash creatures, just, you know, and people trying to escape them and you watch it, you have a good time, you forget it and you move on. Correct. Right. But Train to Busan had you you rooted so hard for these characters and you wanted them to survive and so when some of those characters do uh you know die you really feel for it and by the end i was i remember when i watched it for the first time i i could barely see the screen towards the end because i was just mm. like full tears were covering my
0: eyes yeah and even- it was
1: so emotional
0: <laughs> even the last scene your heart is like stops because you're like hang on are you not even going to give me little bit of hope at this stage or not? So you're like, no, you can't do this to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so for me... The
0: build-up is fantastic throughout
1: uh, that
0: entire movie, right? So
1: I just felt like the pacing
0: is so perfect. Uh, uh, Absolutely perfect.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the the biggest and the best thing about the film was they took this theme that is, uh, I, I would say like a double... Uh, double theme. One is humanity in the yeah. face of crisis. Uh yeah. how do people respond? And and it, it kind of parallel to that was a theme of sacrifice, which so many characters do. Um, yeah. we had Ma Dong Suk uh, and The Homeless Man played by Choi Guiha and eventually Gong Yu himself. Um yes. particularly Gong Yu, given where he starts off at the beginning of the movie, right? He he's showing us selfish He's only looking out for himself for, and his daughter. And by the end of the film, he's, he's just sacrificed his life. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was explored so well throughout the movie. So the theme of the the film worked big time for me. And that just, you know, like when I look back at the film as a whole, a lot of things fell in place, but I could really buy into the theme and it worked so well. So that was like a huge... Uh, that was like a major thing that worked for me.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'll start a little different. Uh, when you, when I go into a zombie film, I'm thinking, okay, some human is gonna die and turn into a zombie, and you know, there's gonna be some attack or some. There's a laboratory, some experiment goes wrong, etc. The way yeah. this film captures your attention right from the word go is the opening scene. The truck comes in, bang, it's a deer. Okay, yeah. so he's hit somebody, and you go like, oh, it's a deer. And then he's like, okay, fine. I don't like it's happened. I'm sorry. And the driver goes off. And then the day of wake gets up weirdly the way the zombies do. And then the camera pans the focus on its eyes. And you're like, oh my God, this is not just humans, but it's animals as well. So this is far bigger. (laughs) So it's crazy. And literally there's so much less of background music and all. Like, It's just the silence in in the way it's happening. It's so steady. And then you realize that when Gongyu is taking his daughter, there are ambulances going and you know, okay, something's gone wrong. So the setup is so well done. And obviously people don't know yet what's going on, right? Because they're trying to conceal it. And then you hit the train. So, and that's when we get introduced steadily to all the characters. And the main characters are uh, Gong Yu, like we said, his little daughter, Ma Dong Siok, and his pregnant wife. Uh, And there are two sisters, old sisters, uh, elderly sisters there as well. Uh, Because when you spoke about sacrifice, it's also about... uh, that the sister sacrifices when she realized she cannot get in, right? So she also has gone done that uh, to save the others. So uh, these are your main characters around very central, and this homeless man. To me, uh, oh, we forgot to mention one of the biggest characters, uh, which probably would have, will drive every audience crazy when they start watching the film is the CE guy who plays CEO of the Stallion Express. <laughs> oh, which is to me, by the way, if people...
1: I, I was going to say, I have reserved a, a, a certain <laughs> amount of time just to talk about him. But yeah, go At ahead. And we will.
0: So my thought after the film was, who is the ultimate villain of this film? Is it humanity? Is it gre- human, human greed? Is it uh, zombies? No, no, no. Everything just culminated into this guy, which is the CEO of the Stallion Express. And we we'll yeah. talk about him yep. as to how many... <clears throat> you have two opposite... Uh, contrasting character studies going on there's Gongyu who starts selfish goes on to sacrifice his life and there's the CEO who takes lives to try to survive okay so there's like very two contrasting elements happening which to me were great how well the director showed the character arcs Uh, but uh, what I also loved is Benny the and to me was a critical part of the whole movie was Gongyu and his daughter's relationship and i loved Mm. the daughter's character yeah how a child can teach you empathy how a child can teach you to care came out so beautifully and she's not a very expressive child probably because she's missing her mother she's not happy with her parents separation she's a very non-expressive child but she has so much empathy amongst all the characters i felt she and Ma, ma dong seok's character had Big hearts, like really big hearts, yes. uh, in yeah. my opinion. So for me, the way they showed human relationships, especially Gong and his daughter, uh, I loved it. I especially Ma Dong Seok, how much he loves his wife. What a jovial person he is, how he <laughs> takes it in, all in the spirit. Uh, I, this, this absolutely worked for me. So with Kingdom and with uh, Train to Busan, for me, Benny, I forgot it's a zombie film. It it didn't matter to me that zombies were there or the gore was sitting or the, you know, creepiness was there in the background. I was so focused on how these characters are going to survive. And like you said, Koreans have mastered the art of storytelling. They have mastered character arcs they have mastered getting audience emotionally invested in the characters. And Train to Busan is a great example. So for the listeners, given I don't watch horror or any zombie, I've not watched The Walking (laughs) Dead. Imagine if Train to Busan and Kingdom are one of my favorite things to watch. And I have rewatched them twice now. And I love it. Love it every time.
1: Going, Going back to what you said about the pacing, you know, that's the thing that struck me, especially the second time that I watched it as well. It doesn't waste any time. The movie doesn't Not waste at all. any time Not at all. getting to it, right? It's it feels like it's probably like 10, 15 minutes before yeah. everybody's on the train. Yeah. There's like some quick groundwork laid about Gong Yu's character and his relationship yeah. with his daughter and his ex-wife. Uh but once that has been established, even in the in the middle of establishing that, if you're if you pay attention to like the backdrops, like the background, things happening around them. There's a sense of tension in the air. There's yes. a sense of like something is off, something is wrong. Yes. Um, and that leads into this wonderful sequence, especially in the beginning. This is before the zombies, yeah. so to say, uh, before they appear. You know, when when uh, the film introduces to all the characters, the major characters of the film, right? Like once they're on board the train, it's showing all these different characters. It's giving you a glimpse into who these people are without Correct. like big exposition or extended scenes but during that whole sequence there is this whole element of tension there yes. it feels so unsettled <laughs> and i remember like thinking man i've watched this before why am i f- <laughs> why Why do i feel like i'm sitting on ed- like on edge like <laughs> on why do i edge. feel on edge true.
0: <laughs> true, because
1: true. it was the atmosphere was this rolled out perfectly and the other thing too the director does a great job uh with is establishing The length of the train like how big the train is yes it it kind of lays out the map you know like a visual map of how spacious how big um and that's so helpful later on you know over the course of the movie when everyone is just trying to survive um and I thought that was just great there was you know no wasting of time no wasting of dialogues nothing because I was thinking man if this was like an Indian film. We would have had two songs by now. Yay. And <laughs> we, would we would have, have had... probably
0: We would have probably got Ma <laughs> Dong Siok's and Jung, uh, his wife's uh, uh, whole love story or uh, oh, yeah, Kong like in the past and why they have separated. Yes. And we've got so many things. which uh, would have caught up like... It, cis- it would have taken us out of the
1: film. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Completely. But in this, you're not allowed to breathe. As a viewer, you're just like, from the word go, You're you're just like on the edge of your seat, you're just so focused on the story. I was like, sometimes I was just looking at the corner of my screen, like trying to see, okay, is someone there, you know, like stuff like that. Even though I've seen the movie before. And so, yeah, when I watched it a second time, I just appreciated those small things, like how the directors, the set designers, um, what, you know, they had to do their job, right. For the actors to really thrive in it. So the groundwork was laid perfectly.
0: Obviously, now for the listeners, as we're going through, uh, people are on the train. This girl, one of the, there is a zombie outbreak outside. They are not aware of it. Uh, The station is being cordoned off. People inside the train have no clue. They've not been told. And somehow when the train is shutting its doors, one girl escapes and enters the train. Uh, Obviously, that just sets off a whole. Can I just say? (laughs) Go on.
1: Can I just say that even though I said, okay, so let, let me say it this way. I wouldn't say there were things that did not work for me in this film, but there are <laughs> things in the movie that I would say, like, you have to suspend your, Literature you know, dis- like, <laughs> yeah, suspension of disbelief and just accept the movie for what it is, because yep. that's the thing, right? Like that uh, the conductor he's looking around Down. and then are you telling me he would not have even registered like some Correct. movement? Because that girl would have had to run from a certain distance to get on the train. But I was like, all right, I'll I'll accept it. No, (laughs) I'm not going to have to complain.
0: Exactly. And what, like you said, when she attacks one of the attendants and people have gone to chase and you realize something is going wrong. But I understand probably very, it was a state of shock. People didn't know what's going on, oh, yeah. what yeah. is happening. So they were trying to save the, the people, but then they realized, oh, they are getting bitten. So this is not helpful. Yeah. So then they start obviously rushing around and trying to lock the compartment. They're all in one compartment and the zombies have just, just blown up. At that point, it is going to come into another station and the plan at that station is obviously to eliminate people because there is no way the government is trying to curb, uh, they're trying to curb the break, outbreak, but at the cost of not thinking twice whether the person is infected or not infected. If you've been on an infected train, they're probably going to get attacked. So all this is happening. Uh, in the interim, Gongyu is on the phone with one of the captains in the military to find out what is happening when it stops at the station. And when they head head out, he realizes that uh, people are going to be quarantined and he doesn't want to. So Great. Right. He's planning an escape route. And this is what I said. This is where the little girl teaches him empathy so many times, right? He starts to deviate. And the homeless man follows him. And she's like, why are we deviating when the crowd is going straight? And he tells her, no, you just come with me. We have to take care of ourselves. And the homeless man follows them. And he's like, I heard you on the phone. So I'm going to follow you. And as they follow, they realize that the military has been bitten by zombies as well so they are going to get attacked and while to me this was the pivotal point also for i think gongyu realizes uh he has not helped others but the ma dong seok with his pregnant wife come and they first come and help suna and take her out into the uh, yeah. to escape yeah. the platform and i think that was a turning point for me where gongyu started to realize he shouldn't be selfish uh that that mm-hmm. is where it happened and the fact that uh, Ma Dong Seok and the students. These, this baseball team is also on the train, right? The young students. They all hold yeah. fort till Gong Yu is coming back. Uh, hold fort for him. They could have easily just locked the door and left him to the zombies and gone off, right? So I think that was yeah. one of the turning points where he realized that he has to start helping uh, people. Uh, what What did you think? Which Which at which point did he flip? Was Is my judgment correct, or did you have any other? Uh, no, I think that's or before that he to decided say... to.
1: No, no, no. I think it was gradual. I don't think that was, um, at least in my opinion, there wasn't one specific moment that flipped it, but definitely the, the scene at that train station was probably when he first started to realize, wait a minute, there are, my daughter is constantly looking out for others. And this is like the second time a stranger has saved my life and Correct. saved the life of my daughter. It's, you, you can't, you, you could look out for yourself and which a lot of the passengers were doing. Correct. But- he was, I think he started to realize, and I think it's based to the inherent nature of him. He's not necessarily a bad man. Yeah. He, he's just a self-absorbed. He, he, he's one of those people in a profession which... I don't want to disparage because you work in in, in the banking industry. <laughs> no, no,
0: but, but I do disparage. <laughs> I have, I have, I perfectly understand why he's a fund manager or an investment banker. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no,
1: you have to make quick, snappy decisions, and yeah. in his mind, he's like he's being very methodical about it. Right, he's yeah. being almost robotical about it. Like, what do I need to do to protect myself to protect my daughter? Which by itself is not a bad thing. You have to look out yeah. for your loved ones, but here's where he's gradually realizing and I think when the real transformation happens is when the three of them that is uh, Gong Yu, Madong Sook and the character played by Choi wushik yeah. the three of them have to make their way through the trains to get to their loved ones yes. like that is I mean if that doesn't change you what else can what? because Absolutely. you have to rely on each other and he's he even before real without realizing he's learn to depend on them learn to care for them yes. so by the time he they make it to that train with all the other, other passengers he's a completely different person to the totally to the guy who entered the train with his daughter because now he's looking out for uh madang sook's wife uh, yes. the character's wife um since she's pregnant um and he has got his daughter and he's becomes the de facto leader of that small group of rejected passengers who were <laughs> sent to uh, like a different vestibule. So yeah, yeah, I think it was like a gradual transformation. And uh, I think it's a good point to talk about the actor Gong Yu himself. Yes. Now, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, a few years ago, uh, K-dramas and Korean movies kind of shot into prominence yes. because of Parasite, but also because of Squid Games. Um, everyone and everybody who doesn't watch uh, K-dramas were like, oh, wow, this is like the best thing ever, Uh, which I have some strong thoughts on, but that's for another day. And I am
0: rolling my eyes because Squid Game (laughs) is a good drama. Is it the best K-dramas? No, it isn't the best
1: K-drama. Right. I mean, when you compare it to Western dramas, it definitely stands out as one of the better ones. But yes, yeah, it's definitely not the best K-drama ever. But... For people who are not very familiar with Korean actors and films and TV shows, they would have seen Gong Yu in that because he does have a very small role in, I think, both the first and the last episode yes. of season yes. one. Um, and of course, he's acted in another Netflix uh, show since then. He's
0: The Silent Scene. Yes, sea. The Silent he sea, was Very good, um, very good. Uh,
1: with another favorite the... actor of mine, Duna. Yeah, Duna. Um, <laughs> hey, Duna. Oh, oh,
0: we love Beeduna. We all do. Who doesn't love <laughs> Beduna, <now? laughs> But it's the same with Gong Yu. Who, who doesn't like Gong Yu? Gong Yu is a very handsome uh, man, and he's an excellent actor. So I saw him first in a K-drama called Coffee Prince, and then I have seen Goblin, and Goblin's not my favorite. It's only because of Gong Yu I could get through those episodes. But to me, I, I have liked him the most and trained to Busan. Uh, he was exceptional in my opinion because... Gongyu's uh, expressions, the way he's yeah. When there are no dialogue, again, I love actors who can just convey their feelings without much having to say. And like Gong subtle
1: Yu's... acting, very yeah. subtle,
0: very subtle. His surprise at his daughter's empathy, his surprise at his daughter showing so much care for others, <clears throat> the guilt he feels that. Uh, he hasn't been a good father to her or when he sees, when he realizes he's lost hope to save Ma Dong Siok, he's genuinely like losing a best friend kind of expression he has. Like, how do I save you? And he's so helpless and that, that expression is great. So, so to me, Gong Yu holds the viewer's attention, like anything throughout the drama, Uh, throughout the movie. Sorry.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's the thing, right? He's not a perfect guy, his no. character is not the perfect guy. No. And I would think most of most of us, if we were in a real life zombie situation, guess what? We would be selfish too. Don't totally. tell me you're going to go around protecting and saving everybody else and fighting off zombies so that others can get to safety. Yeah. No, that's not going to no. be your first instinct. You're going to look out for yourself and probably like your loved ones. And again, that's not a bad thing. And in this, that's what's so striking, right? He comes. He starts off as an imperfect person And then over the course of the movie, he starts to care for others. And he realizes his responsibility is not only towards his daughter, but towards others who needs his help, like the pregnant lady. Um, And so Gongyu did a tremendous job in articulating that, not just verbally, but just through his body language, like his expression through his eyes. And so he is a big reason for why this movie worked so well because you could believe like such a person could exist true, um, true. and still he was
0: very he was relatable hero. yeah he was and yeah. he was relatable so like yeah. i said he's not like you said he's not perfect right uh, and yeah. at the start you're like oh my god he's so selfish and like you said reflect on yourself you also would have probably acted like this that, because oh, yeah. Who knows how to fight zombies? None of us know that. I would zombies be one of
1: those count uh, <laughs> passengers who are hiding behind the bad guy and be like, yeah, 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 yeah you. Yeah, whatever you said, right. We'll go with that. <laughs> that would be me. I,
0: I don't even know. I, I, I often tell my husband, I have like zero survival instinct. I think I'll be oh, so yeah. scared. I'll be, just give up. Like, I always tell it. people...
1: Whenever people like, ask me like what you would do in a apocalypse, like zombie apocalypse, I'm like, something. I wouldn't worry about that. I'll be dead within the first five minutes. So,
0: <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm, I'm gone. About it. <laughs> it's just not happening. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's too much time and effort to think about surviving and all of that. I'll just be like, all right, oh, I'm dead.
0: <laughs> bye, just bye. <laughs> so, seriously. Kudos to all of those, that those seven, eight, group of seven or eight who fight it out till the last minute to make it. Okay, so great. In fact, uh, in
1: in a real uh, apocalypse, the kind of person that I would want to be behind, who who I would want to lead, is the character played by Ma Dong You know, I remember uh, the first time around watching it, and even the second time, I I should say, the thing that's really striking about him is his physicality, right? Yeah. He's a big guy. But he's not, like, like a badass big guy who's just, like, oh. arrogant. He's, like, this teddy bear. Like, it's soft-hearted. Yes! You can see the <laughs> way <a> nice <laughs> that he's with his wife. He's, like, this gentle giant. But then once he needs to, like, switch to, like, attack mode or, like, protect, like, he's, like, a different character. And, again, tremendous acting by like- Ma dong Because, again, that could, that could end up being kind of, you could play it hammy. You know, yeah. you could really ham it up uh it could come off as cheesy it could take you out of the film because everyone else is being real is being yeah. human and suddenly there's this almost like superhero action star kind of vibe and he didn't overdo it like not he, he he used his physicality well to demonstrate like hey i can fight i can help people i can protect people but i'm not invincible Right? right. And as evidenced by the last few moments of his life, he was a hero to the end. And he's oh, kind of end. like this Absolutely. underrated uh hero of the film. Uh, but again, these two, along uh Gong Yu and Madong sook were the in yeah. their two different ways, right? One, like we talked about it, like he's got a big heart, Madong and complimented with the Gong Yu's character who's imperfect but also a good person by nature both of them in two ways encapsulate what most people would be in a situation like this and so for the actors to pull it off like they did a tremendous job and again like I said earlier you for a movie to be good for a movie to get yourself invested in you have to care for the characters you have to root for them a lot of the times there have been high concept films that I've never enjoyed because I'm like I don't care if this character dies or not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they can die, I don't care. I don't <laughs> because care. The, the, the directors don't do a good job of yeah. making you root for them. And in this case, that was not the case. I was like, you know, especially those last moments for both these characters. It, uh, was, no, no, no. it, was, it was so hard to watch. Yeah. Very hard
0: to watch. And I thought that because I'd seen it. The first time, and I didn't know exactly how it's going to turn out, what's going to happen to them. I'll be okay the second time. I think it hit yeah. me even worse the second time. I'm like, why could they not <laughs> make them survive? They were right there. So while on Ma Dong Seok, uh, it was the first movie of his I watched. And I didn't know what a big star he was in Korean films. And I've gone on to watch a couple more of his, which I thoroughly enjoyed watching him. Uh, my favorite... Uh, so, a couple of my favorite scenes is, uh, again, Train to Busan is a very tough <laughs> movie, right? Because everybody's getting slaughtered and murdered. <laughs> Ma Dong-Seok and Choi bushik have the right uh, moments to be bring a little bit, bit of lightheartedness in the movie. And Ma yeah. Dong-Seok doesn't forget how selfish uh, Gong-Yu was. You know, the first attack when it happens. <laughs> and she's in the washroom far away and he's they are running in and... Uh, he shuts the door on them because Gong comes under pressure from everyone. He, they may be infected. They may be infected. Shut the door on them. So he, Yoo is the first person who shuts the door on them. And eventually he says, we are not. My wife is pregnant. And he just, sheer strength, Ma Dong breaks the door and comes in. He's yeah. like, why would you do this to us? Um, and he he kind of keeps taunting, uh he he realizes Gong Yu's changing, but he still keeps him taunting over, Oh, you're a hedge fund, right? Manager, that's why you're selfish. Oh, you're yeah. a hedge fund manager, you're just walking over poor people. That is why you do this, that's why it comes easily to you. So he keeps taunting him. So they have a little bit of banter uh, going on amongst themselves, which which I quite uh, enjoy. But eating. even
1: then, even in those moments, if if you notice, like he's he's taunting him, but he's able to see Gong yeah. Yu's not necessarily insecurity, but a feeling Dilemma. of inadequacy as a yeah. father because remember he there's a scene where he tells them when they're kind of hiding in the bathroom
0: in the washroom he yes tells,
1: <laughs> in the washroom he tells them like it's hard it's hard being a dad yeah. um yes. and your daughter will one day understand the sacrifices he made you have so he's exactly. he's not just this you know giant who's just no. like loves to like taunt people and is, no no not you know, at like, all. only cares for his wife he's able to see these things And able to like understand without being told. And for him to say those nice words to Gong Yu. Who at that point really didn't earn his respect. (laughs) At all. Uh, So that was a testament to his character.
0: True, true. And even, you know, where I I found it really funny. Is the first introduction to the little one. She's looking for an empty washroom. And his wife is inside. Obviously when you're like almost out to give birth. It's crazy. (laughs) Your bladder (laughs) problems. So and his wife is irritated, obviously, inside the washroom. And this girl is waiting there. And he's like, no, no, you just go next because you don't know how she's going to scream. So he's actually looking out <laughs> at the little girl as well. He's like, go, go, go. And,
1: uh, uh, the scene where he tells the girl um, when they first kind of run into each other, he's like, there are yeah. two people inside peeing. And I remember the first time watching the movie and I'm like, what?
0: What? <laughs> what do you mean?
1: <laughs> what do you mean two people? Are... <laughs> it didn't make any sense. And... That was explained a few seconds later, but that was really good.
0: It was really good. And he's like, you know, oh, he's your dad? How is he your dad? Are you sure (laughs) that he's your dad? And when they're exchanging chocolates and stuff. And I think I love that the bond between uh, Ma Dong-seok, his wife, and the little girl is established immediately because you know where it's going to go at the end of the movie, right? She's going to need some father figure, some mother figure around her if her father separates. So I think they established that really well at the start itself. And I also found his wife, was so gutsy and strong yeah like if you're pregnant at that point and you're seeing she's running she's not afraid to get onto the overboard you know compartment uh, where the yeah. luggage compartments and walk like what do you say crawl through it uh, for safety and she's uh when they get separated right at that scene at uh, the station uh so ma dong "Gongyu, Choi for shake, come down these folks have already gotten so is the homeless man the uh Uh, Halmoni the grandmom uh, one of the granny sisters uh, the little one and this lady and she becomes the automatic leader for four of them uh, given how sensitive her situation is also she she, (laughs) somebody would be petrified but I feel like she rubs off her husband's energy of caring for other people empathy being for them putting them ahead which was great the way they showed and how she protects them and um, one scene I really loved before we go on to the i think we should discuss the tunnel scene and how these guys yeah i was gonna say zombies. we need to talk
1: about yeah we need to talk about the stretch of the film from yes. the train station Correct. when uh gong yu ma Suk, and and Choi wushik's characters they essentially band up together like we need to talk from that stretch on because stretch i think final to, to yeah especially the part where they eventually link up with their loved ones Correct. because I think that was one of the longest stretches of the film that films, whole yeah. phase and it showed a lot of smarts and a lot of like kind of like smart direction you yes. know, from the director and the story and a lot of things that's very unique Yui. when you, when but, you talk but, about exactly. films.
0: So the way they start discovering to survive and tackle the zombies and I, the, the, I think this scene gave a glimpse of it. So They've come down. Choi Wushik has got into the compartment. I think Choi Wushik has got into the compartment already. Gong is waiting on the... And the train has set off, right? So it's in full speed now. Leaving the platform. And Ma Dong Siok is obviously running a bit behind Gong And he's like Mm. holding out his hand. Come on, like, take me, take me. And suddenly there's this zombie military. Those military guys, all-turned-zombies, are chasing Ma Dong Siok. And suddenly he jumps. And I was like, why have they got this Bollywood-style jump into the middle of the movie? This was going fine for me. (laughs) But... He picks up the police guard, picks up the baton, he jumps because then the the frame shifts. There's a swarm of zombies coming from the opposite side. And the yeah. way Ma thumbsa just goes whack, whack, whack and gets yeah. onto the train. That was the right indicator to for the audience that how smartly they're going to start discovering how to capture or win over the zombies to get to their uh, destination. So I think yeah. I love and, that and scene, and, and, honestly.
1: And a, and a note, because earlier you, you asked about, you know, what I felt about what was really the moment for Gong Yu, for his character mm-hmm. to transform. Um, while it was not, nec- for me, it was not necessarily the moment that it changed. It was also one of the first signs that he was starting to change was when he got on the train first and Ma Deng-sa is kind of still running yeah. behind him. Eight times out of ten, Gong Yu's character would have just like gone in, probably closed the door and like gone to search for his daughter but he stops and he st- uh, stretches his ha- uh, arm I'm... to like, and trying to like get, uh, trying to help Ma, Ma Sok on on board. And so for me, that was like a big sign or a, like a big moment for him, even in the middle of a zombie outbreak for him to realize, okay, I, I messed up and this is not the way I want to be doing this. Okay. I need to look out for others. I need to help others too. So that was like a big moment in, in the midst of all of that, you know, like (laughs) tense uh, situation.
0: True, true. So, and okay, now they are in what? Car number 13 and... It was
1: car number... Nine, Nine, I
0: believe, and then to they get had to, to
1: 13.
0: 13, right? So, it it obviously, like four joined, cars. Yeah. Yeah. So, all the passengers that have escaped uh, are in the front car with this evil CEO, whom we will dedicate a special section to because <laughs> epitome of humanity. He, d- he,
1: he deserves uh, some dedicated time for us <laughs> right. to what unload our genuine thoughts went,
0: <laughs> and vent our frustrations. Like, I wanted to enter the TV screen and whack him, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we'll get to him. But, uh, so, there, and Choy Vushik's friend, uh, uh, one of the girls, she, and they're the only two who have survived uh, the zombie attack from the group of six or seven uh, baseball players. And she's there with the, those passengers. And she tells them, we are in car 13, get over. So, there are four compartments and big, good-length good, good length compartments or full of zombies that they have to yep. go over. In In 11 is where the washroom is, where these four are stuck. The granny, the kid, the wife, and the homeless man. So they have to first get them, and then take two more compartments into the um, safe, safetyless safety car. So crack on, Benny. This is probably my favorite segment of the entire movie.
1: Yeah, what I liked was you, you know how in some movies and TV shows they do a good job of introducing like multiple characters, but they're all like in different parts. Like when I say different parts, they're like in different stages of either their life or they're just like set in a different like location, like physically. And there's always a moment when they team up,
0: Hmm. they're
1: brought together by circumstance. And this could be either in a movie, it could be like 30, 40 minutes in or in a TV series. Sometimes it could be like an entire season or two seasons before their characters are united. And for me, this was the moment where it felt so good as a viewer uh, to see like these three characters team up and they realize now they have a clear mission in mind. They have a clear objective. They need to get their loved ones and they need to get to the compartment with all of the people. And you can see them start to, well, it starts with Choi Booshik's character, right? He starts pulling his kit bag and starts like yeah. putting things Those... around his wrist.
0: Those are those yeah. gym bands, right? Which he starts wrapping yeah. over those exercise bands that you have elastic yeah. bands. He says that idea is not to let them bite you. And I think they start yeah. to bite your neck or your hand. So you have to protect those areas, which is smart thinking, obviously. Yeah,
1: And so even Gong Yu's character and then Ma dong Suk's character yeah. also do that. Mm-hmm. And the music also like changes. It changes yes. into this, which a lot of Hollywood movies do it frivolously I should say Uh, it's essentially like used for the music is used for like these montage scenes where they're showing like badass moments yeah and this is probably the only moment in the entire film that actually it 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 was suited for and they used it only for that so as they fight through especially the first strain is them just physically over overpowering zombies right and it was like very human it's like when you're put in that situation fight or flight and your only response now is to fight because you can't really <laughs> you, can't uh, <laughs> you can't flee anywhere. So you have to fight through them to get to the people. And it was a good transformation because they, they fight the first train. They do it. They come to the next one and two things, right? Uh, happen in this. One is Choi Woo But Benny,
0: Benny, Benny, before yeah. that, there's one dialogue by Ma Dong Sok, which I liked, which I kept telling you, right? he, he has this banter going on with Gong Kyu. He decides the order in the order of how they're going to go. So he said, "I'll lead, so I can ward yes. off most of yeah. them." He says, "Joyvashi, you be in the center. You kiddo, just manage people in the center because then I'll have left less less for you." And he tells gongyu "You be behind because you have a habit of leaving people behind. So you be behind. <laughs> Make sure none of us are left behind." <laughs> he, he
1: he just can't help himself, right? Exactly. To the so end I'm, he
0: just, <laughs> I'm just thinking they, good lord this is such a serious situation for three of them but won't leave the opportunity to taunt
1: <laughs> i know i, I was thinking <laughs> if this was like an indian production um i feel like on character would have just been like boss please i'm sorry de, <laughs> <laughs> please, let's move on <laughs>
0: So yeah, sorry, <laughs> get on, I had to mention this, so go yeah, on no, that, a
1: <laughs> that was, that was well said uh, by Mao Dong-suk's character. So they get to the second train and two things happen. One, uh, Choi Woo-shik's character, he sees this compartment has his teammates, yeah. right? And he's paralyzed. He doesn't, Of course, he has the bat in hand, he can like take yeah. them. But it, again, it's it's a very small moment in this film where characters acknowledge that the zombies are people like they were people actual human beings and to him it's even more personal because these are the teammates till like what an hour ago or less than an hour ago they were all just like chatting and chilling and now they're monsters unrecognizable monsters who are trying to Bite him, kill him, kill him yeah. you know. Kill him. Yeah. And so that was well done, um, and it was an interesting choice, I thought, by the director, not to show like him snapping out of it and be like, "All right, I need to like beat them." He was just he paralyzed was the entire he was time,
0: frozen exactly.
1: Which, to, watching it the second time, it kind of made sense to me because he's he's a kid. <laughs> what, you 18, don't
0: 17? <laughs> so probably
1: what? seventeen, probably seventeen, and you don't expect heroic things from them in those kind of stressful situations. No. So it it would have been easier to give him like a very heroic moment or like a badass moment, but for the director to just be like, no, you're just paralyzed and you're just going to stand there. Yeah. uh, Not sure what to do. I thought that was a really good choice because that in a zombie, I mean, in the context of a zombie movie, it made it as real and relatable as possible. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, The the second thing was that uh, that's also the time that they realized this whole thing about, zombies not able to recognize other people like in the dark so especially when the train passes through the tunnels um they just i guess it's like they're blind essentially like their version of like them being blind yeah yeah
0: yeah. because if you're not making any noise if you're not making any noise they can't sense you they can't smell you i think that's how it is Right. right they cannot make out make you make out at all they go by sound in the in the dark that's that's what it is
1: yeah And to me, that was like, it accomplished two purposes, like one within the story itself. It allowed, um, it gave some respite for our characters, for the main characters to be like, otherwise it would just have been about them either running or like beating or somehow overpowering the zombies. But now they could use their brain. Now they could use their smarts and they'd be like, all right, we need to time it. You know, whenever the train goes uh, through a tunnel, we have to, make the most of it so it allowed that and second from a movie making perspective as a viewer it put us on the edge of the seat right because that sequence yes, when okay. the train is going through the tunnel you know it's going to come out any moment and there's some that's actually like some funnier sequences too later on when yeah uh once they have linked up with their loved ones once the train is out of the tunnel everyone is just like uh kind of jumping into like the nearest <laughs> washroom or whatever <laughs> or
0: dumping on the seat yeah with-
1: <laughs> It was like a kid playing hide-and-seek almost. Um, So that was, I I enjoyed the tunnel sequence because that added so much drama. It gave a lot of tension, but it also almost leveled the playing field between the humans and the zombies now because the humans could be like, all right, let's be smart about this and let's use that to our advantage. So those sequences were great for me. And again, I wish more zombie films used their... A uh, uh, more zombie films and zombie shows made it as unique as possible, right? Yeah, agreed but to. a lot of them don't. And anyway, that's just so a bit another scene, of mine.
0: okay? Where, so, so I think for this time, it's more Ma Dong sok being the leader. He's showing the smarts. He's figuring out that they cannot see in the dark. This is how we attack. When they've uh, uh, met their loved ones, okay. And by the yeah. way, Benny, cute scene, absolutely. This is how normal husband and wife are absolutely this is where the director got it spot on so you know they come and he opens the washroom and the wife is there in an indian movie okay <laughs> let me tell you she would have hugged him and he would have hugged her and he'd be like, uh, oh, even, don't cry, in don't yeah. like even in hollywood yeah even hollywood she spotted on, she like abuses him, like, where the hell were you? Damn it. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to come. This is exactly how wise would react. Okay. <laughs> but it's mixed I, with love, right? It's not just like it's not, mi-
1: it's not just genuine irritation. No, like, no, no, what no, did you no, so no, long? No. She's not that no. heartless. No,
0: no, 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 no. There's she there's is. so
1: much in that. There's relief, yes. there's Correct. love. There is a little bit of frustration, but it's mostly just like, I'm so glad you're alive, but I'm so glad yeah. it took you so long.
0: Exactly. That is that is the correct. The mix of emotions in that one second scene was so perfect. I loved it. I just loved it. And it also showed how beautiful their bond is because you don't have to be all lovey-dovey and romantic. You have to be like, great friends as well and I think that just came out so well uh, in that scene, yeah. one little scene of that and uh, obviously now they've caught up with the families and they want to get out this more well, bigger hold of zombies. Just one more
1: point to add to that though uh, so you talked about the scene between Ma dong yeah. character and the wife and their reactions you know when they see each other Yeah. but equally almost like poignant for me was when um, Gong-yu's character yeah. sees his daughter they don't like there's a smile from Gongi's character but the daughter yeah. doesn't react much yes and to me it almost made me sad a little bit <laughs> because it was a reflection of what their relationship has been yes right it if was... if they were so close if they were bonded together that would have been she, now she would have rushed and hugged him yes he would have been happy but from the and this is tremendous credit to the child actor who portrayed She's the daughter. Brilliant.
0: She's brilliant.
1: brilliant. She, she, it was almost like an acknowledgement. It was like, she was relieved, but she was acknowledging, okay, you're, you're here. You're alive. Okay, good. And Yu also like being like kind <sighs> of the distant dad, like, okay, yeah. uh, you're okay. All right. I made it. Okay. There was yeah. nothing else. There was no Not words serious. exchanged. There wasn't like dramatic hugs. And to me, like it, it, it made it so real and believable, but it also made me feel sad. Yeah. right and but that extends beyond it being like a a film about a zombie uh, yeah. invasion or whatever it was just about the relationship between the father and daughter and the lack of it almost Correct. in that moment what should have been like this amazing moment between father and daughter yeah couldn't be because they hadn't put the work at least the dad hadn't put the work yeah for his daughter agreed
0: but Again, Benny, if you look back, and that's going back to the point, right? The character arcs. So it's not only just about individual characters, but it's also the relationship that
1: yeah.
0: have growth. Because you see how, when we come towards the end, how her screams and her she's crying and crying when Gong she knows Gongyu's not going to make it. Is it. It's so gut-wrenching. My heart was like... Yeah. I I was like, oh my god, that little one has realized that her father's not gonna make it. Now when they have got so close with each other, so I think that was again beautifully very portrayed, and the child actress. And I think I put it as my outtake is like Korean child actors. We'll talk about it. Outstanding, just outstanding. So what I liked is when they are there now, they are figuring out because now there are eight of them. There's a granny who's slow. There is a kid who's slow. There is a homeless man who's limping. How are these guys going to get through? How are these three men going to protect this four of them and get them through and the pregnant wife, of course. And then Gongyu signals the luggage overhead compartments. And I'm like, how are they all going to fit? And they all fit and they all make it, which was great. And by the way, everyone's made it. And the homeless man stays behind, right? He trips and falls. And he, he his, steps
1: on this uh, can. The, no, that's Later.
0: That's later. That's later. That's when Gongyu's come. So he, he's fall now. Gongyu being Gongyu could have just, Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. He would have gone away. They all would have gone away. Right. But his daughter looks at him like, we can't leave him behind. She has a look in the eyes and he's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, (laughs) I have to save it. so he goes, and then they both dunk because it's out of the tunnel now. Right. They've lost their window and everybody else hides in the washroom ahead. That's when that can thing
1: uh, happens.
0: That, that's when he steps on it by mistake and he's feeling so guilty the homeless man that he has messed it up for everybody awful <laughs> but he's not he's not really messed it up right for anyone they are going through and-, and
1: kudos to that actor uh because i mean we talk a lot about the three or four main characters yeah but it's easy to forget that the homeless guy was there till the end of the film you know yes. till about the yes. last just before the last 10 minutes and I was, you know, in in a traditional sense, when they, whenever they depict like a homeless man or someone who's like shabby, yeah, um, they are generally depicted as unreliable, untrustworthy. That in a moment when you really need someone's help, like they were, they will not turn up. And in this film, they flipped it completely, completely. because he sacrifices his life for his a bunch life. of strangers yeah. uh, in the end. And so, yeah, he's he's like an under underrated
0: uh, hero. In the movie. From this
1: yeah.
0: film agreed agreed so yeah i mean they fought all of this and now we come to the first heartbreaking first heartbreaking scene uh where they've come to the last cabin right the safe cabin and we realize that people don't want them in because they think yeah. they are infected and we're not going to let them and this is another element of human uh reactions and crisis uh that because you are so scared for your own life, you're not going to trust the other person. And obviously, this evil CEO is at the helm of it, where he says that they may be infected, so we cannot let anybody in. Choi Wushik is trying to call them, that open the door, open the door, he's trying to call his friend, and they have uh, held her kind of hostage, uh, not letting her speak, the phone is crushed, which I think was a very chilling moment for me, where the CEO stamps on the phone, and I'm like, how cruel can you be? And Choi Bushik then manages to, you know, get his hand in and open it. And Ma Dong Siok is at the other end defending the zombies and his pregnant wife is there with him. Uh, And the granny is also there. The old granny is also waiting, right? Uh, And they don't let them in. And there's a huge struggle happening. So you want to add on from there? Take it up from there?
1: Let's talk about Kim Yoo Sung. That's the name of the actor who plays this businessman who's uh a, a CEO of some company
0: Italian um, Express I can never forget it You can never I forget no it in my head.
1: <laughs> He's left such an indelible impression I on you. hate him <laughs> um, so Kim you you I have actually seen him in a couple of other shows as well including uh the show W which I think I've talked about uh to you before yeah. interestingly um he's actually not I should say, unsurprisingly, he's another terrifying villain in that show as well. He does have the face for it. I'll give him credit. Uh, um...
0: So I have seen him in Mr. Sunshine. He does play the evil guy again, the bad guy, very well. Uh, But surprisingly, I've seen two seasons of Taxi Driver where he's actually the good guy. So the first season was like very tough on me because I've seen him as the evil guy and trained to Busan and Mr. Sunshine. And I kept waiting. Is this guy going to flip? Is this guy going to flip? No, but he's the leader <laughs> of the good guys,
1: so he doesn't Here's flip. Here's <laughs> the thing. I, When I watched this movie for the first time years ago, I remember at the end of the movie, you know, being sad for the fate of you know, yeah. Gong Yu and Ma Dong So's characters. But along with it came this hard-to-describe rage. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, so mad yeah. um, at Kim Yoo-sung's character because um, especially when I watched it for the second time uh, and then I was like let me see how many people's lives did he claim you know yeah. directly or <laughs> Betty, indirectly
0: I was keeping tab of that seven
1: <laughs> people seven people who, who you know they they may not have survived anyway or eventually but he accelerated their demise yeah
0: um,
1: you know, it starts with, you know, Ma dong character and that old lady itself, Correct. first Correct. of all. Yeah. Um And that poor... Should we talk con-
0: about um, Ma dong Sok's character death here, or you we- We'll
1: come that? back to it. Let's come back okay. to it. But I really want to focus on this guy on. because I have go so <laughs> much I need to unload right now. <laughs> he stressed me out. Uh, and I can't believe he stressed me out again. And when I watched it the second time years later, he does stress you but, out. He does
0: stress you out. Yeah.
1: And again, kudos to the actor. He did great. A great, great. Now we can talk. If we were to nitpick, we can talk about his almost one-dimensional character, where he was just like right. bad, evil, yeah. and did not Selfish. care about anyone else. Um. So we can we could probably argue like, could they have humanized him a little more, like added some depth. But at the end of the day, I think he was meant to be more of a symbol than anything else, right? Like he was meant to be the worst of humanity or worst of human nature, especially in times like this. Because guess what? There will be people like him when the world goes down who will throw everyone else uh, ahead of them or in front of them to survive. And so... He was given a brief by the director, like, this is your role. This is your character. And he just knocked it out of the park because I was so mad, like, especially with all of these characters who kept dying.
0: It's not the zombies who are murdering people that was affecting Yeah, me. It is him who was murdering people. And not all of those are them,
1: so. avoidable, right? Like, I think that totally. was the infuriating thing about it was, yeah. so Ma Đan Sok's character and the old lady, like, if he had just, like, let Open them the come door. in, they would have been fine. Yeah. Um and then the third is the train conductor who's yeah is this poor guy who's just blindly following whatever this guy is saying and ultimately gets killed because of him, just blindly trusting. I'm like, dude, really? Like he has been selfish to the core throughout this whole time. And the way he looks at you and says, Yeah, the coast is clear, like, no, it the coast (laughs) is not clear. He doesn't look trustworthy to me. And he was was very naive. And so he was Third. Um, and then the worst. Well, not the well, yeah, actually I'm gonna say the worst couple that I still can't get over is the baseball yeah. couple. Choi Wishik's character and the girl.
0: And by the way, uh, this was totally again I thought unavoidable. Like why would you do this to them? You could have just avoided them meeting that evil CEO, right? Somehow. Somehow. Why? They were so yeah. close.
1: <sighs> they could have closed the door behind them <laughs> to make sure.
0: Yeah! <laughs> because
1: he we saw the open door. He saw the girl and he was like, oh, I can use the girl as a distraction, throw yeah. her to the zombie. I can't tell you how, like, over the years, uh, kind of the first time watching it and again, second time watching it, like, uh, over the last couple of days, I knew it was coming. It still was so frustrating because of all yes. the deaths, I felt the bad for that couple, like the girl, especially because especially the girl right from the beginning has been looking out for her friends, Right. She first tells the conductor to not wait, wait till yes. till uh, the guy comes, and this guy, evil. We'll, let's call him the evil businessman. Uh, yes. <laughs> evil businessman says, "No, we have to go." So she is or the
0: devil, or the devil incarnate. <laughs> like great example.
1: <laughs> Throughout the movie, she she is just being used as this like a a person who nobody is paying any attention to, or nobody takes her seriously and her end was she didn't die like a heroic death no right like it was not her fighting against zombies she was literally one moment she was with her boyfriend or friend character the next moment this guy comes in and he just throws her against a zombie and I was like how avoidable how depressing how frustrating and how enraging is this (laughs) you know absolutely And and, and Choi woo character, I think at that point, he just gave up. It was not necessarily he He was like, he was not overcome or, you know, anything of that sort. Mentally and emotionally, he was done at that point. And so, but he, his death was also due to evil business
0: man. exactly um, and i think is you know he i think for him the motivation also at that point was that his friend is there he has to get to her he has to protect her he has to be yes, with her Yes. okay that was and i think he had a crush on her uh that's what was indicated yeah, yeah. In that was implied
1: movie, yeah right? yeah it
0: was implied so he really really cared for her and he was i think it was like he knew what's going to come to him but he's like i yeah. can't leave her in like this so if that means me sacrificing, what is left to, for me to live for? Is I, I think he came to that stage for him. Uh, so I, he just you're right. right. He just gave up. He just gave up.
1: For me, of all the deaths in the film, and there are like some really major ones too. I think that was like the second most frustrating. Not actually, I would say this was the most frustrating death because we'll talk about Gong Yu's character's death. That was at least heroic. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Um, Definitely. But in this. Case It was so depressing because it was so avoidable and it was just one terrible person essentially killing them. He might as well kill them with his own hands. And it was so frustrating because they were young too. And that kind of added this layer of like, come on. Um, Can't do this. And he's not done yet because no, no, then there's there the, train, <laughs> the train oh god, driver.
0: The tra- oh my god, the train driver's character is like this Benny, helpless little guy who's <laughs> trying, well within his limitations, to help everyone. He's taken the train out of the station and he's. he's to out, oh my god, he's he's so been nice. separate.
1: He he's been detached from the rest of the passengers throughout right. this whole time, so he doesn't know right. who this guy is or how bad it is. Absolutely, all he sees is someone who needs help. And he just runs to him and he doesn't have any reason to. And he also meets the same fate as the girl. He throws him
0: to the zombies. Yeah.
1: And it's again, like the only thing uh, for me was we didn't get enough time with him. So his death wasn't as impactful, but it was still, it was more an indicator of how terrible this guy is and continues to be.
0: And you're such an idiot, right? Do you know how to drive the train? You don't know what, what accidents have happened in the... Uh, uh, he is their critical guy. He is going to get yeah. you to the uh, no, destination. He's in
1: full-on survival mode. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, he is not he thinking just, straight.
0: Like, yeah, I'm like, you just throw him to the zombies? You idiot. Who's going to drive your train? What is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and then the last person that whose death he's responsible for is Gongi's character. And, of course, I want to talk about that separately, so we'll come, come to it later. But essentially, he claims seven lives that's yeah. a very high <laughs> debt count for for this guy and if anything he's probably the weakest point in the sense that you know if we were to truly nitpick we can say okay he was kind of one-dimensional yeah but still it it was not something that i would say didn't work for me because it worked great because films are meant to evoke strong emotions in us right so train of busan it evokes a lot of emotions like you know, you root for them, so you feel sad and you feel happy when the small victories. Uh, but it also evoked a strong sense of rage in me because of totally. this like, character. I, I told
0: you right. I told you right. I wanted to like crash into my TV screen, get inside, and kill him. Like that—that that was my emotion.
1: <laughs> and this is something that we I, I should mention to people who are not very familiar with Korean movies and TV shows when the Korean directors want to depict someone as truly bad, they really go all out. I mean, take any like K-dramas, for instance, right? When they want to show a bad person, that person is clearly bad. bad.
0: Clearly bad.
1: like
0: No great character.
1: (laughs) They make some of the best villains, K-dramas and Korean movies. And this guy is probably one of, the best villains that I've seen across movies and shows because most villains like, you know, when the movie's done, you're like, okay, he served his purpose. He was a bad guy done. But this guy, this character is one person that I still can't get over it. Like the fact that, you know, his selfish <laughs> nature cost so many lives and he was so enraging. So kudos to the actor. He did a tremendous job. He's one of the best villains uh, that I've seen because he, he, he also embodies something very human, right? Like, survival like you yeah. just look out for yourself in a way that's how Yu's character started out as but he evolved whereas yeah. evil businessman does not he's was. constantly he just looking was. out for himself to the point where he doesn't even hesitate getting others killed and in a way that was it's almost very human you would hope that people don't react like that in real life scenarios but again I'm telling you, there are people like that. And so he did a great job in showing that aspect of human nature.
0: Yeah. Now, this is like a bit extreme, right? Where he is human and he's like killing and murdering or whatever. Like he's taking lives. But even in your daily lives, you will see that you will have people around you who are super selfish, who will always keep themselves... And by the way, in corporate life, like in banking industry, (laughs) that's how half the people are. (laughs) Yeah. I have, I have I've seen such people. And unfortunately, like he is the CEO of Stallion Express, these people are also in senior positions. And that's what they do. They suck the life out of you many a times. <laughs> so not in the literal sense, but metaphorically, that is what happens to you, which is why we have so many cases of people having anxiety, stress, etc., because of people like these who have no remorse for their actions, who see nothing is wrong with their actions, who only place themselves above everybody else and they are in this survival fighter mode like I'm gonna make it big That's yeah. it. I'm gonna make it others I don't care how many people I trample on on the way doesn't matter and sadly that's what you see so yeah uh he did enrage me uh Benny I think I wanted to unleash <laughs> all the zombies on him uh, but you know there was one dialogue where you know uh, Gongyu sees him and he's like he doesn't he, probably he's not realize he's infected and Gongyu tells him you are infected And he's like, I just want to get home to my mother. I just want to get home to my mother. And I'm like, no redemption. Sorry. I don't even have an ounce of sympathy for you. If after (laughs) one person killing you was like, oh, sorry, I've realized I want to get to my mother. I did this. I I can probably try to give you some level of uh, benefit of the doubt at that point because you were in shock. But come on, you've just been rampantly just putting no even
1: No, that dialogue though, like even in his moment of weakness, he's still looking out for himself it's it's I still about him handle. it's still yeah. about him it's still about him getting back to his mother i don't care about any of the other people uh who have their own loved ones it's yeah. about me and me getting to see my, my loved one correct and so i think it was again it was still self-serving um in nature so once he realizes that these guys are not going to do anything for him he flips so yeah, exactly. again you know movies and shows need good antagonists to make it to make the premise really really impactful and there have been a lot of good stories which ultimately didn't work because the antagonist or the villain is too weak or not really yeah. effective yeah and this guy <laughs> exceeded his <laughs> everything. Job. so
0: similarly i can think of like kingdom yeah the both the villains were so hmm. good so good like they probably uh, I enjoyed their presence on the screen so much because I'm like, my God, how evil can people be? No remorse, yeah. zero remorse. And fine, people are like that. So you just <laughs> have to appreciate the acting of for, for people to pull that off on screen, which is yeah.
1: Great.
0: So yeah, that that guy did full justice uh, to his role and character um, that we spent so much time talking about him. I needed, to,
1: I needed <laughs> to. I've, I've kept a lot of this inside I, me. I,
0: <laughs> I literally like you. I was keeping tab. How many people is he going to kill before he gets his way out? Anyway, so that's, yeah. So by the way, I want to talk about this scene also. Uh, you know, the granny uh, decides not to come in when the door shuts because the zombies are creeping in on her and she knows she's slow and she put people in danger. So she doesn't. And her sister's on the other side, right? And she has seen all this discussion of they are infected, let's not allow them. And then they're shunted into... Uh, uh they're told these seven uh six people who survived are shunted into a vestibule right like go go there don't be with us like we don't want you among us like they're literally discarded shunt and this younger sister is seething with anger uh because she's angry at her sister for sacrificing herself because this is how you've always been you know you always think of the greater good you always give people benefit of the doubt and she's like you know what i'm not as big as you are what does she do? She freaking <laughs> opens the door and unleashes the zombies on all the people uh, who've yeah. you know not been nice. And luckily, those guys, because they've gone into the other vestibule, are safe. So yeah. I actually like that angle as well, where she's like, you know what, do you guys think you're going to be evil to people and you will not suffer? Here's your karma. Hand it over.
1: <laughs> Go deal with I it. love that level of pettiness is to be admired. I loved it. I <laughs> was really I
0: admire it. I'm telling you, I loved it. it. <laughs>
1: When I watched it the first time, I was really hoping that uh, the evil businessman guy had got uh, had got killed in that, but of course, <laughs> no, 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 he no. No, there, there was did. more pettiness um, to come. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're kind of moving to the end of the, the final few minutes of the film. We essentially have four characters standing that's Gongyu, Gongyu's daughter, the pregnant lady, and evil businessman who's infected. Um, so it leads to this final scene where it's a final confrontation, right? Between good and evil, so to speak, because it's, it really is very symbolic because it's evil, very obviously the uh, businessman. But taking the role of the good is Gongi's character who, again, we've talked about this, he's not perfect, but at least he's shown the willingness to change. And I think that's why he's the good character in this. And again, when he's fighting, he's he's looking out for his daughter. He's looking out for, for the lady who's essentially been entrusted to him now. Yes, yes. And so that leads to um, a very... I, I kind of saw it coming. Like, I, I knew there was no way that he was going to survive.
0: Yeah, same, um, same.
1: But it was still frustrating. But inside. but you know
0: what was frustrating for me, Benny? And maybe we'll talk about this uh maybe it's not what doesn't work. It's probably what I would like a different ending maybe is. I got the feeling. So in the first scene itself, when he's talking to his mother who stays with him, he realizes on the phone that the zombies have entered the house and she's dead. Okay, because she stops talking on the phone, right? She's like, what is this? The whole world is fighting and it just abruptly cuts. So so he's lost a mother uh, who was helping him raise uh, his daughter. He's trying to contact his uh, wife who's in Busan. Now, two things. She never answers the phone, his wife. Okay. Then the government says that we have secured the perimeter in Busan. So Busan is safe. But you don't know how many people have been killed before they could secure the perimeter. So it's a mystery till the end whether the mother made it or not.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So I was kind of hoping the pregnant lady has a is going to have a child. She's lost her husband in front of her. Gongju's lost their family. It's only him and his daughter. The daughters got attached to the lady. Why couldn't they be one happy family at the end of all it? Is this my Bollywood hope <laughs> talking? I think
1: it is. I think. Is. <laughs> I think the film has established there are not necessarily uh, a happy uh, outcomes in all of this, but it's it's nice to hope. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like the director left s- <laughs> the director left some of these things open to interpretation, and I think. If that makes you feel good about <laughs> all of this, then why not? But yeah, sure, they are.
0: But it made it feel worse, right? Because Gongyu died. I'm like, what the hell? How could you do this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just those both to eat for each other, going through so much trauma yeah. by themselves. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah, go on with
1: it. So, so there's this final confrontation between Gongyu and the evil businessman. Kimmy Sung bites Gongyu. Somehow, Gongyu manages to throw him off the train. Yeah. And that leads to my favorite scene. I I mean, this movie is full of some amazing scenes. I'll talk about a couple of them in the outtakes. But as far as the best scene and the most impactful scene, I mean, there's so much has happened in this movie already and we're at the end. Um, And I know that Gong Yoo is not going to survive. Still, when he puts them in that, you know, the the driver's seat, so to speak, and then he closes, he says his final goodbye, uh to his daughter, I don't know if it's because but the first time I watched it that was many years ago. this movie released in twenty sixteen yeah, and so i I watched it probably like a year later um and I had just got married around that time and I remember when I watched this, it was very impactful, very effective. But when I watched it the second time yesterday, it was I more understand. impactful.
0: I can understand, Benny. <laughs> I was
1: just so heartbroken because, like, I again, like, I know that Gongyu is going to die. But now he has a daughter that he's there. He's going to leave behind. And when he says his final goodbye, a lot of it, like, really, really struck hard for me because I was just, like, kind of imagining what's going through their heads. And especially yeah. through Yu's head. He's, over the course of this journey, he's got much closer to his daughter, but it's all too late.
0: Yes. There's
1: nothing more that can be done, nothing more to be repaired because he's going to die. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, the best way to protect his daughter is to get away from her, which was yes. like, that whole concept. The whole idea of it was so devastating. You know, like he finally feel, has connected with his daughter, his daughter really loves him and doesn't want him to go, but he has to say goodbye and also be abrupt about it. He can't like stretch his goodbye before no. he dirts
0: because to me could, he could endanger her right and the lady, yeah, given that he's infected yeah. so
1: so that really that was that scene the, the, the last goodbye between him and his daughter that was so effective and it was so devastating. And as a dad, like now I watch it and I I just felt it's, it's, it connected. It hit me so hard. Um, Just like him thinking about like all the missed opportunities, like how we could have spent more time with his daughter, um, how he could have been a better dad, all of that. And now it's too late. He's run out of time. And so he goes out and that's where the best part or the best scene, best part of the best scene in this movie for me Mm -hmm. is he's turning. Right, he's turning as his, yeah. his eyes have turned, but he's re- remembering the day his daughter was born, um,
0: and he was holding-
1: and he lights up with his smile like that's it. I was I was yeah. done. That sealed it yeah. for me. I was like, this is the best <laughs> best great film same. that I watched. Best zombie film I watched same. because amidst all of this carnage and gore and all of this, there's the heart. There's yes. there's that humanity like. He's still human underneath all of that, and that final the the way that they shot his death, you know yes. they don't show him right.
0: No, no, they it's just a shadow.
1: silhouette slowly yeah. falling on the train. I was like, yeah, that's wow. so good, so powerful, really? and so good. So best best scene of the film for me.
0: Uh, and they say when you're approaching death. Uh, you remember the most happiest moment of your life, and that yeah. was him holding the newborn. I I just loved it so much, and you know what? He's remembering that, and Suna is screaming her guts out, yeah. her lungs out. It's so much pain in that scream. It's not this. It's it's not the scream that irritates you. It's a scream that hits your heart so much because it's so gut wrenching. The little one, and it starts to fade slowly, slowly when he's falling off, like. That's it. She's realized that he's gone. Oh my god! That scene is so. I think it was perfection in terms of filmmaking, direction, expression, everything, everything, and yeah. with minimal words. Uh, like I said, uh, And beautiful.
1: Like we referred. I didn't earlier, think... like, <clears throat> like we referred earlier, the acting by the child actors. Oh my god! You know, I, I have like very strong views on child actors because a lot of them, not a lot of them necessarily, but there are more child actors who are not good compared to child actors who are actually good. Yeah. And most child actors would have probably... You, you could have seen, okay, it's a child. It's it's acting. It's a child yeah. acting. But in this, I could believe that that girl was really his daughter. She was unrestrained in her crying.
0: Amazing, amazing. And I'll tell you one thing, like, while we are on this... After having watched, what, 100 plus K dramas in the last three and a half years, my, I have yet. So there are a lot of things we crib about, right? Bad acting, bad direction. I didn't like the story went haywire, blah, blah, blah. I am not, I don't think I have complained yet about child actors. I think they are just phenomenal. I don't know how (laughs) Korea does this. What kind of, what are they eating? What are the parents feeding their kids? (laughs) I have no idea. But emotions, the and I don't know how can kids so, show so much emotions and so naturally. Like, you think they've taken acting classes? I don't know. I think it's just something in their <laughs> in their genes. I have no idea, Benny. I have loved every child actor I have seen. And I think Suna was just not above everybody else. She was phenomenal. You know, her ex- lack, rather you feel like it's lack of expressions because she's got to uh stoic face you know she doesn't panic people are like flipping she's the one who first sees the zombies on the window right she sees people on the platform dying as the train sets she doesn't react she doesn't react but you realize that's her demeanor that's her Mm -hmm. inherent nature she's so calm by nature also probably she's very mature because of the fact that her parents have separated she's tried to always contain her emotions within her and I think that girl just portrayed it fantastically in every scene and I think that's where the last scene matters because she just lets out her emotion uh, completely unrestrained. And uh, that's why it leaves such an impact uh, on you. And we should come to the last scene. And I think this was, again, superb direction. Again, the smarts that you talk about, uh, yeah. right? Which Ma Dong-seok shows is what the little one shows. So Busan's been quartered uh, off. The army is waiting. And as... The train stops because obviously the tracks there are burned uh, items sitting there, burned compartments. She stops the train. Both of them get off and they're walking through the tunnel. The military guy tells his captain, we can see two figures. And he says, verify if they are infected or not. And he says, we can't verify. And the commander says, you have the order to shoot. Okay, you can have permission to fire. That's the words used. And suddenly in that dark, you hear a singing voice the song that she had prepared for her dad which is smart thinking because the zombies cannot sing or the Mm -hmm. zombies cannot talk they'll only scream at you probably and I think this is where she's probably uh, thinking of her dad and it's come out but that is what saves them and Mm -hmm. they realize they are survivors and again that's where the movie ends Again, as strong as the opening scene was This was as impactful
1: for me. No, you're absolutely right. Because just think of that, her singing, uh, in my mind, like there was no way that they were aware that there were shooters who were positioned. No, 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 absolutely not. They have witnessed so much in the short span of time in the preceding two hours that they're not really thinking of who's out there. They're just like probably still reflecting on all the people that they've lost. Yeah. Um, So she's not aware of that. She's singing probably to support the pregnant lady too just like to distract her and she's singing just to keep themselves occupied uh, or to take their minds off all of the things that's happened it's also a tribute to her dad because she's singing a song that she wanted to sing to him
0: for him yeah
1: hoping that he would come to see her uh, in school so it it was a tribute to uh, her dad and also the way that the director used that uh as the last
0: exactly my point that's that's like the smarts which i thought is that the last shot of
1: the movie was on her yeah and to me it was almost like the director is saying even in a time like this even in the worst of situations there's something to be said about the innocence of a child yeah um the, the core that that's when we are supposed to be at our best technically uh in terms of our humanity and she throughout the film she has embodied that right like she's always she's looked out for others she's scared for yeah. others all of that and so I amidst all of the things amidst all of the carnage the gore and the death it was a nice decision by the director to just end with that it's last shot it. on her. It's almost some sort of hope yeah in, in all of that. That was great agreed, artistic agreed, choice. Agreed.
0: So you know, like that I was saying a lot of movie techniques where you show rather than you tell, right? So this is what I was saying. The smarts of the movie, they could have shown. Oh, the zombies don't sing. The zombies are this, that. No, she sang a song. Soldiers picked it up, and they knew the survivors. So like this was. They didn't spell it out. You don't have to spell it out, uh, which is what many movies tend to do. At least in Bollywood, they will explain out the whole scene. You don't need to. The message yeah. hits the audience right away. They know what has saved uh, what has saved them, uh, what, what was the trigger. So that is why the scene was very, very impactful for me. I absolutely loved
1: it. We talked a lot about what worked. And I mentioned that there was <laughs> nothing that did not work for me. Did you have anything uh, that did work for you? Uh,
0: so the zombies cling on to that railway engine, right? That one engine that has taken yeah. off. And they start clinging and they form a zombie chain. And Gong Yu and uh, the pregnant lady are just staring. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I'm like, look, you've you've gone past your shock element. You've gone past. You know what the zombies are. You've gone past it. The moment the first guy caught it, at that point itself, Gongyu starts just stomping his feet to get him off the train. No, but you spend like a whole minute of them just staring at each other and the zombie chain increase. I'm like, dude, what's going on? You're making your life difficult for you. It's nothing. I can ignore this. I was <laughs> like, I said, I'm nitpicking <laughs> well, <laughs> on this.
1: Yes. Another I mean, another scene. Yeah.
0: Uh, another scene where they are trying to get into the other cabin, right? So tell me between two compartments, they always have that vestibule, right? That small cramped up space. Why didn't all eight of them come into that cramped up space, lock off that cabin and then mm-hmm. try to open the other door? Why did they have to wait for Ma Dong Seok to ward off the zombies there? Uh, that is something I didn't get. Am I missing something?
1: Well, because there wasn't enough time. Because the zombies were already at that first door.
0: Uh, the, so they wouldn't there have wasn't going to be
1: enough time for all of them to get to there. Because okay. the zombies are incredibly fast. in this. Yeah, universe. you're, right. you're
0: they, right, right.
1: They wouldn't have had enough time to get to there and Got then it. close the door. Because they would have just been Got overwhelmed it. by that. Okay,
0: so they they went in patches, right? Right. They went in patches. Yeah. Okay, my mistake. So, yeah. Okay, that's not the point. So, fine. I think it was only the gong you i But I'm really nitpicking, <laughs> yeah, Benny. <laughs> because
1: I, mean, I have to. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Like even the nitpicky, we can say you have to allow the director some room to make it you cinematic, do. right? Yeah, yeah. If you make yeah. it too ultra realistic, then there is no movie. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. to be like, like even the part where you said, like in that last scene with the, all the zombies clinging onto the train. Yeah. Like, yeah. He could have been on it and immediately done it, but then it would have robbed us of the visual of yeah, all those, the whole zombie. Like how you know terrifying is, and scary that is.
0: That scene is amazing, right? Because when you when the train is entering and they realize that there's a burning t- train coming, right? Like the train is stopped, uh, they can't go further, and he's gone on to check out the other engine, and these guys have got trapped, and then they come out, and the way the shot is that aerial shot and the swarm of zombies that comes you as an audience are thinking, how are they going to survive this? There is no way they can survive this. <laughs> the military is just going to burn all of them down. There is no chance they are surviving. So despite that, thank God, two of them make it, which was like, because if the girl had died, Benny, I would have been crushed. And I would have told you, we're not doing this podcast because I don't think I can watch the movie. <laughs> as it is, no. Ma Dong Siok's Choi Woo and uh, Bougong death hit me very badly. And I'm like,
1: I got you know, the only person who I was sure would survive till the end when I started watching it was I knew the girl was gonna make it. Yeah. It would be a bold filmmaker if they decided that the only Two. child actress would be killed yeah. because that's very dark, so yeah, I very too dark. Sure, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm glad they did not uh go down that route. Okay. Now, let's jump into the outtakes, yes, um, let's do that. And I actually like. Continuing what we were talking about, like cinematic, I just want to add that in a movie filled with some amazing scenes, amazing visuals, The my favorite visual was, again, in that kind of like that same scene when they've got onto, when they're actually running towards the train, actually. Yep. Uh, so Gong Yu is holding his daughter uh, and the pregnant lady. Uh, they're running towards the train. And you can see they do this overhead shot. Yeah. Um, you can see zombies come from all sides. All of them. And they're converging into this, like, right behind the train. And the way the camera work was, it it just showed you how terrifying it is. Again, if this was a real life situation and I saw that, I'd be like, all right, I'm here. I'm like, me. Kill, me. <laughs> kill, me. kill me. I'm not playing this I'm game out. with you.
0: <laughs> I cannot run for, to save my life. There's no way I can beat the zombies. <laughs>
1: yeah I, I would be like that old one. lady i would be like the old lady in the train I'm like oh, i'm done yep. I'm so done. <laughs> that was such a striking visual that that was that again it's towards the end of the movie we've already seen a lot of stuff but it was still yeah. incredible because it showed the scale of how overwhelmed how the odds were against them right yeah yeah with all of these zombies and still uh that was just terrifying sight for them uh yeah. To see all these zombies chasing them.
0: Yeah. For me, I think I'll... Uh, uh, I didn't speak about... I mean, I spoke about it briefly. But for me, it was the first um, station. Is it... Duck? I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Dachion? The first hall that with... they make. Yeah. Yeah, And they are going to... Like, they've told, like, you have to escape. And they are hoping, like, the military will come and help them. And everybody, like, gets off relieved. Like, okay, we're out. We'll be safe. And slowly on the escalator, you're coming down. And then the military guy turns. And he's a zombie. And the way people are like scared. I like that whole scene was so scary.
1: You're right. And you're you're like,
0: oh my God, what the hell just happened here? Like what's going to happen here? So I thought it was very effective because one, it showed the fear. It showed that, man, this is like the government cannot handle. The government has left us. Uh, There's no way the government is supporting us. That was very clear. And then you have to fight for yourselves. And then they all come together and fight it out, but
1: it, it was that terrified
0: me. That scene terrified me
1: now that it hits you. It's meant- a very
0: shock because still then the train is quiet, right? Just one yeah, compartment, off. this is like all over. Everything is going to hit you. It's like first ter- shock system shock to my system.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention it, like there was some effective use of slow motion, um, in that, because again, they're built, they've built up tension. The people are like kind of going down the escalator. And You see the military, but you know something is wrong because wrong. it's not going to yeah. be that straightforward. And then on the, the other side, Gongyu has left yeah. his daughter at one end, yeah, and wait oh, there. Yeah. And then he and the homeless guy are, and then that soldier comes,
0: comes, yeah,
1: and then all hell breaks loose. Break. And then Gongyu turns to run towards his daughter, and then there's a zump. and I was like, ah, <laughs> he falls, <laughs> <laughs> no. you can see. You could see, again, another great example of glorious acting because he's so far away from his daughter in that moment and he sees a zombie and there's nothing he can do. As a dad, like how terrifying and helpless it must be to be like, I can't do anything in this moment. And then like comes it. this super badass moment from Ma Dong Seok. Again, like, that's a great is... role for him. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, <laughs> I loved him. I story. loved him so much. Like, obviously, you're biased towards Gong Yu because it's Gong Yu. But yeah. Ma Dong Seok, because I didn't know who Ma Dong Seok is at that point, I was so impressed with him and I loved his personality in it. So, I watched another movie with another one of my favorite stars, which is Lee Dong Wee, um, uh, which is The Bros. It's on Netflix. Ma Dung Sok is so much fun in that as well. Like those two have such energy, like crazy comedy energy going on. Um, the movie is like not outstanding or anything, but it's just when those two are on screen as brothers, it's just hilarious uh, to watch them. So yes, I need to watch more Ma Dong Sok movies for sure. That's what I know.
1: Well, <laughs> do you want to say anything about Choi? Should I? Wooshik? Because uh, I, I, I watched it. <laughs> I, you know, I watched the movie for the second time And obviously when I watched it for the first time, he wasn't really a big name. When I watched it the second time, I realized, wait a minute, this is the same guy from Parasite, which a lot of international (laughs) movie watchers would recognize him from. uh, But also for you, from our beloved Summer. So I was like, oh, I need to hear what her thoughts are. (laughs) watching.
0: So it's hilarious. I didn't know who Choi Vashik was at that point, even though I had watched Parasite. The names didn't register uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. And I watched Train to Busan a year later. So until then, I had not watched any Choi Vashik dramas because when I thought he's like got oh, such a baby face. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't enjoy high school yeah. dramas or like baby face actors, etc. So like, ah uh, not, 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 not why I'm interested to go check out his dramas. And then I watched uh, Train to Busan, and I thought, "Oh, he's he's a good actor." But then Our Beloved Summer turns up, and Our Beloved Summer is one of my favorite rom-coms. Benny, like top five, kind of like I loved. I yeah. I loved angsty romance, and I think K dramas. Very few K dramas had served me angsty romance until then. Our Beloved Summer nailed it for me, and Joy Bushik is incredible with expressions and comic timing <laughs> he is a natural flair for comic timing okay yeah. so i can't believe because i have to still watch the same couple in our beloved summer actually play um, protagonist antagonist in the movie called the witch which is like there are two parts to it and he plays this mafia nobleman is what they call him and he looks completely different and i'm like he's got such a baby face how can he be so evil <laughs> but he's got critical acclaim for that so in, and he's so young in such a short span he's done such great movies oscar winning movie great tv series i, I just can't imagine what he's going to do in the next 14 15 yeah. years when actually actors start peaking after 35 right male actors yeah. at least i feel in k dramas um uh, i'm 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 so excited like i'm at the stage now anything joy wushik is in i'm gonna watch it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah in this in this movie like obviously he's since he's not been a big he's not a big name star at this point his role Correct. is not as big as gong yu's or ma dong Sok's. but in the few scenes that he has it's, it's he is he's, he's so good because he's one of the f- first great. people to recognize the danger and yeah. start like fighting back against the zombies like when it yeah. all breaks loose um, it's in their compartment,
0: the, which happens. It's in their compartment where he's right, where it brings right. up. Yeah.
1: And he also has one of the most heartbreaking dead scenes in the film. But because yes. like I mentioned, yes. it was so frustrating and heartbreaking. First, the girl, and then he just yeah. he's he's probably the only one who well, along with the old lady, like they're not necessarily overcome by the zombies so much as they just gave up and they were just like, yeah. I don't see the point. Of living yeah, anymore yeah. which makes it yeah even more Worse. depressing so he he, he did a yeah. great job in the small role absolutely.
0: that he absolutely absolutely
1: speaking about how good this movie was i was actually very curious um to see if hollywood had planned to remake this and why it's not been remade because hollywood is very good at remaking this so i found out that they did try to uh remake this but didn't um they went as far to even like have a working title it was called the last train to new york
0: new york yeah uh,
1: but as of last year they decided not to go ahead with it for which i'm don't. so grateful don't um, remake
0: it please yeah bollywood will ruin it bollywood will worsen it i don't think some anybody movies, should remake korean films
1: <laughs> some movies are just left as they are i mean even in korean uh within korean films itself there was a sequel made to yeah. this movie like a standalone sequel which I had the distinct what is the opposite of pleasure uh, distinct <laughs> misfortune to watch Misfortune <laughs> uh, called Peninsula it was it's a standalone sequel so not, obviously it's not tied to the events it's not tied to any of the characters or what they went through in the first film uh, but it was set in the same universe and watching it I was just stunned by how much it lacked All that was great about Train to Busan because it was generic zombie film, a lot of VFX, a lot of graph, uh, you know, like special effects, and no characters that you were rooting for. It was just like this very forgettable film that I was watching. It I was just like waiting for it to finish. It was so so forgettable, and I'm just like surprised by how badly they messed that up. Um,
0: Thank you, Benny, because literally if it hadn't been a crazy busy work week i was tempted <laughs> watch to watch it. the sequel there was also an animated uh, prequel called your station it is that i place. read
1: about that yeah
0: yeah so i said look if i get time very ambitious i was i said let me watch so we give a holistic you know view to the <laughs> listeners no i just couldn't i barely is, made it watching this one this I'm so glad is a you have seen public it. service
1: <laughs> announcement please don't watch peninsula it's not at all uh as it's not even close to being as good as uh train to busan it it might as well I, be a completely different film by in a different universe and it's all
0: yeah. So great because I was surprised that if Train to Busan became so famous, obviously people would have been look would have loved looking forward to the sequel or the prequel. None of those got that kind of hype, so I guess that it wasn't as great. But I was curious if they had taken forward the girls' story in the sequel. But now yeah. that you mentioned that, no,
1: no, okay. there's no, no it's link, off my list. Which in a way is good because list. you know how frustrating it would have been if they had taken those characters and, and then made and messed it up so bad, I would have been like, I wish I could go back in time and erase this from my memory because it spoiled it.
0: So gongyu hasn't really done, uh, I, I, at least I have not watched uh, half of his romance dramas. I think the big ones, like I said, was Coffee Prince and uh, Goblin. And he didn't charm me at all. Like I was like, okay, he's a good actor, but I'm not falling for this actor where I want to go see, watch his work. When I saw Train to Busan, where he has no romantic scenes whatsoever, Gong Yu charmed the hell out of me. I have to admit it. <laughs> he looked so smart and he his expressions were so fantastic. Actually, I'm like, when people ask me about like, which drama or series of movie of Gong Yu would you recommend? I'm like, oh, Train to Busan. <laughs> like, maybe that's not what people need to watch yeah. <laughs> when they are thinking of Gong Yu.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I absolutely no, I-
0: love him. This is my favorite of his. My second is yeah. The Silent Sea. Uh, yeah. It's not a great, Sci-fi. I don't think Koreans are strong with sci-fi in dramas, at least that I've watched. Um, I think they're still weak in some areas, but because it's Beduna and Gong man, Benny, the chemistry was so intense. Again, no oh, romance,
1: man. no it romance. Was so good.
0: Yeah. My God, the tension you feel, the tension in their gaze and stares and just mon- like monologues, and I'm like, I enjoyed Silence only because of those two, like, and Kim Sun Young, who's another favorite actress if... of mine, but He's if, too good, he looks excellent.
1: If they made another uh, TV show or movie just focused on the two of them, Gongyu and Beiduna, I'm like first, first in line to I don't same, care what the story same. is, same. you sold me just with the cast <laughs> I'm watching. Same. It. Um the
0: intention to watch silence he was only because of the cast. The cast yeah, was yeah. simple. And right. Gong Yoo was, was so handsome as the captain. I was like, whoa, I I can watch this on a rewatch mode for him.
1: <laughs> now, so yes. I do have this mental exercise that I do every time I watch um, like a, a foreign film, especially like a Korean film. And especially if I've loved it, I always mm. like have this mental exercise of if they were to remake this film either in Hollywood or Bollywood, which actors uh, they would cast. Wow. So I have some thoughts on it. I've thought about this. Um, do you want me to go first? or do You, you have should thoughts go first. On who I
0: haven't, I haven't, <laughs> haven't thought even about, about, about it at this? all. Because okay. I don't want it remade at all.
1: <laughs> oh, me neither. But it's just all like in, in the safe space of my head. <laughs> so, as long as this doesn't happen in real life, I'm fine with it. But so for example... This is the Bollywood version. So hear me out. The character mm-hmm. played uh, by Gong Yu, played by mm-hmm. Shahid Kapoor.
0: Interesting um, choice. Okay.
1: And then... Uh,
0: so are we going for actors which are current, like in action yes, right now? Yes, not, current. not the old ones. Okay, current, Correct. current Bollywood isn't great, but go on. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could mix any actors from all across the industry. So for instance... Yeah. For Madong Sok, I'm actually going with Madhavan because he kind of has the same physicality. Okay. And he can portray both the soft nature of him, but also like when he needs to fight, he can pull it off. Um, his wife, I would probably go with, um, and the only reason I'm going with her is because I feel like she's got a natural chemistry with Madhavan. Uh, it is Trisha. Um, okay
0: in the south okay okay
1: trisha krishnan from the from tamil movies um for the evil businessman i thought uh pankaj pankaj tripathi i think uh it would be against type for him i
0: have i know who it would fit best either gulshan devaya or vikas varma both play absolute creeps in all sorts of series that they do. I think they good would do a good job. Be.
1: You're right. You're right. I think <laughs> they uh, would
0: do a good job of the evil guy creep.
1: <laughs> You're right. I think he'd be good. I just thought for Pankaj Tripathi, I, I just thought he usually, he, he's played bad guy roles. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mirzapur. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But for most part, he's like this bumbling kind of good hearted, yeah. good natured guy. I thought it would be fun to imagine him like all out evil, all out selfish, throwing uh, poor girls against zombies. <laughs> like just picturing that is so amusing to me. Um, so that would be my Bollywood ver- version of of uh, a train to Busan. Hollywood is a, is a little bit more uh, hang on difficult. I,
0: I know Irfan's not there, but. But if if Irfan were there, suppose it was made when Irfan was there, would you not see Irfan in Gongyu's place?
1: Not necessarily. um, Because this also had elements of action. Irfan is a great actor, but I've not seen a lot of him in any action films. Like where physically he needs to like fight and, you know, overcome people, that kind of thing. Uh, But especially the more subtle uh, acting parts of it of that role like yes i could see him knocking that out because that would be easy yeah. for him. honestly too easy um, yeah you know. yeah uh, in hollywood it's a, it was just, like literally the first person i thought was ryan gosling <laughs> for gongu's <a> <laughs> character um and then for ma, ma Suk's character i was thinking like a dave bautista um,
0: ah, Dave Batista. Okay, okay.
1: Because he again, yeah. the physicality, but he also can play like soft characters, um, combination of both. Um for for his for the wife, I thought of Palm Clementif, uh kind of like a guardians of the galaxy reunion. Oh, okay, uh, okay. She plays Mantis, so I thought that'll be fun to have them. Um for oh for, for the evil. Businessman. I was actually like thinking of two. I couldn't decide between the two. One was John Hamm. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like he has the range to just play like this evil, selfish businessman. But also because we were just talking about this guy recently, I was thinking of Josh Hartnett. (laughs) You know, uh, part you of his comeback trail. Evil.
0: Dude, you can't turn him evil, okay? I have just started to <laughs> re-crush on George <laughs> George hey, Hartnett. You, you cannot turn needs him into to evil. Act.
1: The man needs to you act. Cannot, he needs more working you uh, opportunities. You cannot
0: turn him. Why not Tom <laughs> Hardy? He's handsome and he can be evil. Killian Murphy can be handsome and
1: here's, evil. No, but here's the problem with those two. Tom Hardy and Killian <laughs> Murphy... I would be watching the movie thinking, oh that that's Tom Hardy. Like that's that's not an evil <laughs> businessman. That's Tom Hardy. Like you can't. they are just too big for their roles now. It's just very hard. Um but yeah, those would not be Matt. Matt Damon,
0: picks. not Matt Damon for Ma Tong Siok's role and Emily did... Blunt. Uh
1: no, I can I can't. I can't I can't picture Matt Damon in that role. Matt Damon would need to kind of bulk up more.
0: He's already Just, bulked up, no? For Oppenheimer, he's kind of... He is kind of in the bulked up mode now. He's
1: bulked up in a little bit more like a chubbier sense, not more like an yeah. <laughs> imposing sense he's he not. He would.
0: He <laughs> would bulk up. He can, he can do that. <laughs>
1: I I can picture more like... Uh, when, I, when I see Madong Sog, like he has that boxer kind yeah,
0: of I know. feel I'm to him, like guess. a fighter yeah.
1: feel. And that's what I was going for. So, yeah, these are my recasting uh, ideas.
0: But next time you're going to do this, you have to give me enough notice, Ben, because my memory <laughs> <Okay>. is trash. <laughs> okay, let me admit it. <laughs> so okay. I if I if you, if you I need to really think, I'll have to think through some of the stars, some of the movies, and then think of, oh, whether they fit or not. So it's not a rapid fire uh, question yeah. for me. Okay, you can't do this.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Fine. That's okay. fair.
0: Fine. I think we are in the last segment of our episode, I the trivia. Very interesting bits I discovered that Ma Dong Siok was actually Gong Yu's personal trainer. I had no idea about this. Absolutely no idea.
1: It does so make that sense was very interesting. for their banter totally. between the two. I, it's almost like an extension They're of what they probably chemistry. were used to.
0: <laughs> exactly. And they both have very natural chemistry uh, between yeah. both of them going, right? So I think that's not noticeable. Uh, Gong Yu was born in Busan. So, and... He's also scared of zombies, by the way. There is... I'm going to try and hunt a clip, okay, where actually (laughs) he has... Like he had said in an interview, I was reading that he was scared of the getup. They had to be in the getup, right, all the time uh, around him. So he was quite scared of that. But there's actually a clip where he's waiting in the train. They're shooting some shot in between. And then the zombies start coming. And he's not supposed to, like, get scared. He's supposed to, like... uh, Put right. his hand out to Ma Sok. He gets scared and ran into the compartment or something because he was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. I should find this clip. <laughs> so I mean, that, those that zombies the are big...
1: scary. I mean, really, for the yeah, film, yeah. they were. Yeah, they did a great job.
0: Very good job. Very good job. And lastly, Train to Busan was the first South Korean film to be released in India in four different languages: Hindi, English, Tamil, and Telugu. And they didn't re- release it with the Korean language with English subtitles. That That's how it yeah. was, which is very odd. Why would you not do that? But anyway, I think it was a big commercial success globally as well, as we all know. I
1: think it, it speaks to two things, right? One is that as much as we have evolved in terms of watching content from all over the globe, people still don't love reading subtitles, Yes, um, yes. which is really a longer discussion. But the second, yeah. zombies, it's a universal thing, right? Like, <laughs> you don't have to have any new ones. You can be in any part of the world and you can appreciate a zombie invasion. Correct,
0: true, true. But um, the the other bit is I didn't get time to dig through the reviews, but I was going through Rotten Tomatoes' uh, website. And uh, the I think they do initial bit is all the critic reviews from uh, different kind of editorials or you know newspapers magazines etc yeah. and uh, we'll try and share i'll try and share the link some amazing uh, words were written about this uh, movie how much people appreciated because same thing uh, they brought about social commentary they brought about the class divide they brought about humanity elements of humanity sacrifice like you said like we discussed greed etc which they were not used to seeing in zombie films it was just attack and kill attack and kill yeah. so this, I think, was the plus point, and why it clicked with people so much. And everybody keeps saying it is one of the best zombie films I have watched. Uh, you, like I said, you often forget it's a zombie film. Uh, for me, uh, at least for me, I forget there are zombies on that. When I watch these movies, <laughs> when I watch Kingdom, I'm more yeah. invested in the characters. Uh, so that was that was uh, interesting. So great, uh, Benny. We keep extending our episodes. Uh, are we going to get better at keeping it short? Doesn't look like it. We just have so much to talk about. <laughs> Before I close off, what are what is your final uh, words? Yeah,
1: in in the last episode, I you know so the last episode for listeners who didn't listen, we did uh, on the movie Nayakan, and yes. interestingly enough, that's a movie which it's not about zombies, it's about it's about a gangster. But again, at the core of it, very similar to Train to Busan, it's about the father and daughter relationship, right? Um, and I mentioned that Naikan movie was my favorite Tamil film of all time. Uh, but I gave it 9.5 saying, I don't think there'll be any movie that I could give 10. Almost immediately, I'm going to <laughs> change my mind <laughs> because watching the second time I was like trying to see, you know, what about this movie, you know, on retrospect didn't work for me or it did not age well. I couldn't find any. Um, So I'm giving this will be the first time I'm giving a 10 out of 10 for a movie. (laughs) Uh, Train to Busan, a solid 10 out of 10. The best Korean film that I've seen. And I'll admit, I haven't seen a bunch. I haven't seen a lot of Korean films, but out of all the ones that I have seen. This is my all-time favorite, and the fact that it is a zombie film just speaks to how well the filmmakers kind of included not just a zombie part of it, but the human element of it. How do people react? How do people treat each other in such a scenario? Uh, the concept of sacrificing uh, yourself for someone else, like all those things. It was done so well. It was well acted. It made me very emotional both times that I watched it. And for that, I'm giving it a solid 10 out of 10. And I strongly recommend people who, who don't really watch films beyond their own language. Like if you are uh, like a, an American or from the UK and you only watch English films, and if you are Indian and you only watch like films from your language, you're missing out on a lot of amazing content from some great filmmakers. Movies that will just make you rethink the kind of content that you are putting up with (laughs) because you're not willing to try other films. Please give this movie a watch just like Mino did and you will not regret (laughs) it. Uh, It's an amazing movie and um, highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, same thoughts. I think you summed it up really well, Benny. So for me, given that, like I said at the start of the episode, I don't like horror. I don't like zombies, but... Train to Busan is in my, I think, amongst my all-time favorite films. I haven't watched a lot of Korean films, very handful. Uh, but I wouldn't even say Korean. I would say across across the job yeah. languages I've watched, Train to Busan sits right at the top. I enjoyed it even more the second time I watched. I watched it all by myself. So pat on the back for me for not getting scared <laughs> and not having sleepless nights. But I did go back thinking about the characters again and again and again. And I loved so many of them in this movie so big big 10 on 10 from me and that's because we restricting our ratings to 10 on 10 otherwise <laughs> I would have given many more <laughs> yeah. so I would also highly recommend people go watch uh, don't have to be scared I was brave enough and now it's my favorite film so give this film a shot. <laughs> end of our episode Benny so to all our listeners thank you for tuning in please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram our handles are on both places as Talking Talkies so go subscribe follow subscribe to our podcast uh, for the latest episodes and if you're loving this please go spread the word for us this has been your host Meenal and Benny we will see you at the next movie